Why, hello there. <laughs> so, I can't. Okay. <laughs> get this bitch going. Okay. Why, hello there. <laughs> Welcome to the Psych Patient Podcast. Hello. I have with me Christopher Perry. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward intro. Yeah, it's the most awkward. I really should probably just record it and then just always put the same one in because yeah. <laughs> every time I just cringe while I'm doing it. Okay, Chris, should we tell all these fine people mm-hmm. how we know each other? Yes. You know, it's weird. We knew each other in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, we didn't really but we hang didn't out a really, lot. Yeah, like we knew each other, but it wasn't like we were friends or anything. Yeah. Right? No, like, I know that, like, I usually would go, like, if I went to McCall's house. Yeah. And you'd be there. Yeah. Um, and I remember one time, I don't even know if you remember this, like, Courtney West, you and, you and her were mm-hmm. at Walmart. And, like, I hadn't seen her forever. And she just, like hugged me for and it was like for like two minutes and I was I like I love that I was like oh this is sweet but also like I was just looking at you you're like what the fuck is like, this like, I was like oh it was like literally in the middle of like the walkway and I was like oh it's good to see you too and she's just like holding I on I love it because <laughs> like, you're just a big teddy bear yeah I was like oh all right everybody just, wants a Chris hug but then and she's so tiny too yeah so yeah I was just like the little kid almost like yeah. wrapping her arms around me this is so awesome <laughs> uh for those who don't know chris is how tall uh six eight six eight yeah yes so this is another level of tallness yeah it's, it's he's a tall guy step up. yeah <laughs> and courtney was like or is like what five two or something. yeah <laughs> anyway but then we really after high school you were hanging out with some of my guy friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really when our friendship started. Yeah. And it was like, and you and Dari became friends. Mm-hmm. Dari um, is Chris's wife. Yeah. And she's one of my really good friends. Yeah. So it was like, it was like that music, kind of that music scene music in Provo scene, like yeah. brought us back, like together. And mm-hmm. like, that's when like a good, strong bond formed. Yeah. And yeah, so. and we've had lots of fun together over the years. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> mood rating between zero and ten. I think I'm at. I, I I'd say ten, but the kids and the dogs yeah. <laughs> are just like racking my nerves a little bit. Yeah. But I, so I'll, I'll say nine. Okay, that's and good. Yeah, my my mood word is. Uh, I would say just happy. Good. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. And yeah, same. It's something important to talk about and just having conversations like this yeah. are one-on-one really important conversations. One-on-one conversations are my jam, personally. Oh, yeah. And especially when it's about stuff like this. Yeah. Well, I think, like, if you talk to anybody, if, like, you have completely opposing ideals on things. Yeah. If you sit down with someone and they're willing to hear you out and you hear them out, you can usually find a common ground somewhere. Yeah. You're not going to agree on everything, but like, but that doesn't happen because yeah. of the internet and yeah. <laughs> people just want to hide and stay with their herd. Yeah. So this stuff is important. But this stuff is very important. So my mood rating, I would say I'm a seven. That's pretty usual for yeah. me. But I will say on the way here, I was probably like a four or a five. Yeah. So then hanging out with you bumped me up to a seven. Yeah. So well, thank you good. for that. <laughs> mood word, frazzled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just, my brain is just all over the place these days. So. Yeah. And it's just weird. Like it, it always jumps. Yeah. Like day, like throughout the throughout day. Throughout the it's day. Like, yeah. You could be a two and then like a 10, you know, an yeah. hour later. <laughs> At any given moment, it could yeah. be anywhere. So, um, I've been really looking forward to this episode and you're the first dude on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I think having dudes on here is important because you guys need representation in this mental health area. Yeah. And 
I do think dudes are a little less willing to share, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. I, I, I agree 100%. It's just, it's like a stigma and it just makes no sense. I mean, when you think about like men's mentality, it's mm -hmm. like I think of like the, there's a song by Aesop Rock and he's like, life's not a bitch. Life's a beautiful woman. You only call her a bitch because she wouldn't let you get that pussy. And that's like <laughs> what, that's like a man mentality yeah. to the T. It's like, like if it's not, if you can't get everything you want, they're like, fuck this. I, yeah. I'm a guy. I should be able to do whatever I want. And it's yeah. like, no, you're equal to women. Yeah. Like fully. And if uh, you don't think that way, then you're not going to have success in yeah. relationships or totally or any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's sad too. Cause women sometimes buy into that. Yeah. It's, it's well. sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But you're not one of those dudes that no, does that. I don't so wanna. I appreciate that about yeah. you. No wonder I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited though for everybody to hear your story and the ups and downs. You've been through a lot recently and over the years. You've had a lot of mental health battles. Mm -hmm. So do you just kinda wanna give us um a little peek into Sure. Your world? Yeah. Yeah, so I grew up when my parents, we moved here from Hawaii when I was three. Um, they were both in the military. And then... Were you born in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah, oh. so I was born there and then we, we moved here. And my parents were like, we don't want to keep moving everywhere. Yeah. So like, let's just stay. And it's just, it's kind of funny. Everyone's always like, why did you choose to stay here? I was like, I didn't. My parents did. Yeah. But I mean, it was I, because of the Air Force yeah, base, I'm assuming. Yeah, and they were just like, we don't want to keep moving every four years or whatever because yeah. we have a child now. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, we settled down here. And then, but I was, and I was an only child. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I had a lot of, I got a lot of attention mm -hmm. because, you know, it was just me. But I always like yearned for a sibling or, mm -hmm. and like someone to be able to, talk to and on just, your level yeah, yeah and like my parents were they both had their own mental health stuff and mm -hmm. like that went on diagnosed because of the stigma that mm -hmm. was even worse then mm -hmm. and like on my dad's side especially it was like his parents had stuff too so like they were bad and then he learned some stuff but he was still he was loving but like there was times where you know, he, I, I, when I got a little bit older, he, you know, punched me in the face or, mm -hmm. um, but it was, it, I don't know. That's obviously very wrong and it's right. super hard to, but probably to think about, but like coming from his generation. Yeah. He was know, like, I, I got mean, hit in the face. Not that that's an excuse, but it's like, that was, that was what mm -hmm. they did. It's yeah. Like they got the, the shit beat out of them by their parents. Yeah. He was like, I got hit with belt buckles in the face. And yeah. I was like, well, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Don't punch me in yes. the face either. Like, I prefer not to yeah. be hit. It wasn't like, it wasn't very, it was only, you know, a couple times, but it was mm -hmm. just like but really even a hard. Couple times. Yeah. It's, yeah. Never, it's never okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, I think. I have a little bit of like PTSD from that. It doesn't really like, I wouldn't compare it to like people who really deal with PTSD, mm -hmm. like military and stuff like that. It's just stuff that like, it's weird. It'll pop up in my head sometimes and like, and I'll tell Dari the, the story of it. And like, mm -hmm. I know like the details like vividly because mm -hmm. I'm just like, it affected you yeah, so and I was like, I know exactly what that was said and like where it was and all that yeah. stuff. It's just really strange like it, the details are all there mm -hmm. um but it's not like something i think about all the time right but then also like my parents would they were like the type that would fight and then i me being the only child uh, they would use me as like oh chris did you hear see like uh, you see what your mom said I like and that. i was like i was like the person that had to like agree with one of them and then if i didn't agree with my dad he'd be like you guys are always fucking against me you know like yeah and it's i it, hate that <laughs> you were like <laughs> so terrible you're like sometimes. having like being forced to choose sides basically yeah, yeah and then when when me and Daria got married she saw it too because it was you know let's just 
the dynamic of how they were. Like, they were really, they loved each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, just like, you got to choose a side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at a certain point, I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's too much. And it would cause my, me and my dad would get into arguments a lot. Like, and we, you know, you say stupid shit, like, mm-hmm. when you get into arguments. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I'm never going to let you do this or whatever. And then. Yeah. And then, like, the next day, you're like, let's not ever say that stuff to each other again and, like, apologize. Like, it gets to a point where it's too much. Like, when my mom just, you know, she passed, like, three, or it was on Christmas Eve. Yeah, so just barely. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it was a a good thing because she had Alzheimer's was so bad. Like, she didn't know what was going on. Her brain was mush. It was yeah. like, there was no, um, quality of life. It was yeah. just gone. And like, my dad was like, he wanted to care for her because he's like, I promised her dad that I would take care of her. And I was like, at a certain point, I'm like, dad, you can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like, you can't take care of, there's people yeah. that have this job that, that take care of them for like, Cause that's a full-time job. Yeah. And it was like wearing his health down too. Yeah. And then like when I would tell him that, you know, he would get upset and like, we got really, it got heated and mm-hmm. finally put her in a home. And then, like two weeks later she died. So yeah. it was like, wow. <laughs> it was like adding oh all this God. stress on forever yeah. growing up. So growing up, I, I had a good childhood overall. Like my parents I played sports, Mm -hmm. like, a lot, baseball and basketball, and they paid for me to go play on comp teams and Mm -hmm. travel and all this stuff. So I'm, like, super indebted to them for working hard to pay for that stuff, that I could have those opportunities. Yeah. But with that, like, came, um, it was, like, a sense of, like, oh, this kid's, like, when I was in seventh grade, I was six foot six foot six mm-hmm. and like you know everybody's like this kid's so tall he's gonna be good and like all this stuff and, and there's I, pressure yeah i felt mm-hmm. this pressure of like like you gotta be the best you know possible version of yourself and mm-hmm. then like at the time i didn't really i didn't know what mental health was really. yeah like you know we don't think about that when we're kids yeah we didn't have the vocabulary for it back then yeah but i was always really like the life, like I guess the quote yes. life of the party, like it was like the class clown kind of yeah, like just love making people laugh yeah. and making people happy and like. Mm-hmm. But then you know when I'm by myself, it's just like I feel like these dark feelings of like just I, something I don't understand. Yes. And like I would have panic attacks every once in a while. Jeez. And not so, know what they were. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell, you know, like what is this, and like. So do you feel like you had, like looking back, do you feel like you had both depression and anxiety? Yeah, definitely. Because I didn't know what was going on and, and I, you know, no one talked about that stuff really. Yeah. Like I, it's like probably in the periphery you hear about it, but like at that time it was like, you tell your parents that and they're like, oh, you know, it's, you're fine. Like yeah. just do this or try this. And, yeah. And like, luckily I finally got on, it was Paxil, and that seemed to help with the... How old were you? I think I was 16. When you got on that? Yeah. And so, I was on that, and it was, it seemed to help with the panic attacks. Um, That's good. But it was still like, just like these weird waves of up and down, mm-hmm. like emotions, and like, I, I just couldn't really, like if you, if... I had told someone, like, I feel, like, depressed or, like, I feel like, you know, suicide comes up in my head. Like, they'd be like, what? Like, Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like Back then it was like, first of all, it was way more taboo Mm -hmm. to talk about. It's still taboo to talk about. Yeah. But it was way more taboo. People were way more, like... Uh, rude about it, I feel like. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, you're just trying to get attention. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's really the, the oh, worst way to look at it. Yeah, which is, yeah, obviously we know that that's not what's going on. 
when someone is feeling suicidal, <clears throat> but people back then, it was just kind of the, that's how people talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Like, Which yeah. adds to the shame at, sure. and then makes your own depression and anxiety worse, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Like, cause you don't, like, don't know who to talk to. Mm -hmm. You don't, you can't. Like, you feel like, I can't talk to my friends about this, because mm -hmm. they'll be like, what the fuck, you're weird, you know, like... Yeah. And and maybe if I had talked to them, some friends, they probably would have, some would have been, you know, supportive, and, mm -hmm. but, like, you just have that fear. Well, in high school, so hard, anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Whether yeah. Whether you have mental health issues or not, high school is just such a hard time of life. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, oh, I, I agree. we were all going through puberty and it's just like, there's so many changes yep. and just feeling insecure and everything. So yeah, I can see why you would be hesitant and especially as a dude, mm -hmm. hesitant to like talk to anyone about it. Yeah. I've always, I was always the kid, like I'm sure you remember like the commons in our high school was mm -hmm. like, there's this one side where it's like all these I don't know, the cool kids. And yeah. then there's like other kids on the other side. But I was like, there's a bunch of cool kids. Yeah. Like I like all these people. And so yes. I always like tried to like lay in the cut and like be in the middle because I didn't want, Yeah, I've always been like the one to like try to bridge that gap. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you guys are judging these people based off of perception. Yeah. And, but if you get to know them, then, you know, it's no different. Mm -hmm. And I just, with, with that, I found myself like not taking care of myself mm -hmm. and just trying to like please other people mm -hmm. and like be happy and like, like be... this is what they expected me. They expected me <coughs> yeah. to be happy and make them laugh yep. and Dude. play ball. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. That's all those things leading up to I think it was two, it was 2001 um is that was when I was really just like I'm I'm done like with this like it's just too much and it was like it, and by that you mean <clears throat> done with life yeah yeah I had you know I thought about it like uh you know suicide pops into your head like when you have those feelings and then it pops out but that to got to a certain point where I was just like I don't want to do this anymore and I don't have I was telling myself I don't have anybody to talk to mm -hmm. um you were exhausted yeah yeah I was just it was mentally draining on this you know this friend side and then like the family aspect of mm -hmm. it too I was just like no I'm, I'm good with I'm and it was weird it was just like content like this is fine. Like mm -hmm. no one's going to care. Like, you know that's that. what your brain tells you. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. People don't understand that, mm -hmm. but your brain is literally telling you that like mm -hmm. everyone's going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to, they'll be sad for a little bit and then they'll be fine and they'll yeah. move on. Or yeah. Or it's like, they'll be better off without my problems. Yeah. And that's something I learned later in life that like self care is, yes. is so important. Or else, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your wife or your kids or yeah. or any of that. So yeah, but so yeah, but you know, none of that resonates when you're li like you know, teenager. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but um, so, so 2001, you were feeling really depressed and suicidal. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I had just like one day I had just picked this, you know, picked this day. I was like. I, so I had, you know, planned out everything, um, and then, but I had tickets to go see, um, the Foo Fighters and Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, you know, this will be a great way to just go. Yeah, you're like, this is the perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know, just go have, like, this will be my, my send off, mm -hmm. and, you know, and then oh, go I'm out. I'm so sorry, that's oh, like. That's okay. The things our brains do. Yeah, it's, it sucks, it's, because. Like you said, that's not true. Like so many, you like so many people care. Like, mm -hmm. and you just don't think about that. You just yeah, like you don't. Like people want you to be here, mm -hmm. and they can handle helping you or putting up. Mm -hmm. You know, quote putting up with you. Like mm -hmm. it's that's not the right way to think about it. Yeah. But like, so I went to the concert, um, and I, I just went by myself. Like it was weird, you know. You just 
that wasn't something I do, but I was in this weird mindset of just whatever. And I just watched the Foo Fighters play, and and it was awesome, and I loved it. And right towards the end of of their set, I saw my friend Rich Noel, Mm -hmm. uh, who you know, and his sister Elisa. And she, I knew her because she was the the women's assistant basketball coach at oh, Layton. Okay. So so I knew her that way and like they were just like, Hey, come hang out with us and like let's just like dance. Like so you know, in between bands, like waiting for the red hot chili peppers to come, like I was just, you know, talking to them and just, you know, it was it was fun. It was like but it nothing really I still had was just tunnel vision. Like, yeah. Just like gonna, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. And then like as soon as the as soon as the red hot chili peppers started like <laughs> like if you know rich he's just mm-hmm. really like he's that same way like he's just so inviting and like oh, warm yeah yeah he just mm-hmm. like doesn't matter who you are he'll just bring you in and his, and his sister elisa is the same way and and it was like it's weird it was like the music and just them like i felt like this sense of like these people really want to enjoy me and like mm-hmm. having fun with them they mm-hmm. care um and so you know we were like literally dancing the whole time and uh it was like slowly i started getting this this like feeling of like just happiness that i hadn't mm-hmm. felt before because it was like it was it wasn't ever i didn't ever have that thought like you know, I had fun before, but yeah. like, this was something else. This was, like, else. true, like, Yeah, joy. it was, like, this, like, I don't know, spiritual, whatever. I don't yeah. know what it was, but, like, it was so, like, so surreal that, like, I, just something in me just, like, let loose and just was, like, so freeing. Like, I, I'm, like, so indebted to them because... And and I told Rich about this. I I didn't tell anybody about this till maybe like four years ago. Really? Yeah. Was like I didn't even tell Daria. Like, that was just something that you held on to yeah, for a while. Yeah, I never talked to anybody about it. And then I just was like I told Daria about it and then a couple of years later I was like, I don't I wanna talk to Rich about it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I hadn't seen him for years, like Yeah. I mean, like, we'd chat every once in a while on social media or whatever, yeah. but, like, I just, you know, I just laid it out to him, and, like, I was just like, dude, I, I, you literally saved my life, you know? Like, um, I can't imagine, yeah. uh, for him, like, yeah. he had no idea. Yeah, and that was, I think it was, I, I'm sure it was kind of hard to hear in a way of, like, because he's, well, I went. And we hung out with me and Daria hung out with him and Michelle like, um, like last year, sometime we hung out, started hanging out with him again, and it was like we hung out at, at the bar that he owns, and, mm-hmm. and like he had me come back to his back office, and he was just like, "Dude, I had no idea," you know, like, and and it was like. And I was like, it's not, it's, it's not on you to know that. I just want you to know that, like, you help, you save, you save my life, you know? Yeah. And, uh. Just by being himself. Yeah. Just, and that's, like, the, the essence of what I, like, have tried to live my life on now is, like, just really caring for people mm-hmm. and just letting, and being present, you mm-hmm. know? It was just like the, the greatest feeling ever. Like they, like I never, I've never had such a fun time in my life. And like mm-hmm. it was also add on top of that that it was like, this is something that literally changed the course of what I was going to do. Yes. Just that was like the moment in my life that put me on a, the right path. And I think that what that brings up for me while you're talking about that is. Just that you never know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. You never know what your actions can do and what they can affect. Exactly. Um, both good and bad, mm-hmm. right? So I think that just 
illustrates like how important it is to be kind mm -hmm. and just welcoming. Exactly. Yeah. I was always nice to girls that I dated or whatever, mm -hmm. but I still feel like I hit, was like a stupid teenager. So was I totally. Yeah. Like, I have no idea how many people I may have offended. Yeah. And I've literally then. reached out to like a bunch of people on Facebook, like in the past and was like, Hey, I'm sorry if I was a, you know, a dick or whatever. And they're just like, it was just high school, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like, and that was, that was another thing that was really hard for me growing up is growing up non LDS mm -hmm. in a super LDS state. Like, yeah, it, I'm really interested to hear your experience with that because you were surrounded by mm -hmm. it. The, the the thing with, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to hang out with someone because they're fun to hang out with. You mm -hmm. don't, it doesn't matter. My parents were always like told me, you know, the good thing is they were always like, be good to everyone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, and like, doesn't matter what color you are, what religion you are. Like mm -hmm. that stuff is taught and they were like, be good to everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that it should be. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was just like, whoever wants to hang out with me was fun. And then yeah. like. Every once in a while, I could hang out with a friend, and then like all of a sudden, it would either they they would say, "Oh, I can't play anymore," and I was like, "Oh, okay, but I don't know why." Or like yeah. they would literally just say, "Like my parents said, I can't play with you anymore." But like you know, as a kid, you're like, "What?" I don't. You're like that's weird. We just... I'm, I'm really nice. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. it wasn't like I was some terrible kid. You yeah. Know? But so there's that, and then that just kind of propelled whatever in my mind. And then when I got older in high school, it was like, um, dating girls would, you know, and like would start dating or whatever. And then like their parents would either find out that I wasn't LDS or, or, or they would just, you know, get to the point where like, you can't date him anymore. And so it was like, the girl, the, the girl would be like, my parents said I can't date you anymore. Sorry. Oh Cause God. you're, cause you're LDS. And, and at that point, you know, I kind of, I obviously I knew it, it was more, it made more sense, but still was like, what, why? Yeah. Like, and I wasn't mad at them because they weren't given a choice to, to make their own decision on yeah. that. They were like, you have to date someone that's LDS. Yeah. And, and that's, that's that. Like so, they are totally missing out, but they don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, it's, and it was a weird thing. Like I had like resentments against like, just like the, the church in general, because I was like, all these people feel this way. And like, I'm a good, I know I'm a good person. Yeah. Like, I know that I, I, I'm not living some crazy life and I'm not like trying to have sex with your daughter or any yeah. of that. Like I, that stuff was like not never in my mind. Like, obviously, like want to make out with the girls of or whatever. Just any, like just, any teenager, right? Yeah, and like that's like how it was with girls too. But then, they, you know, they're told, you know, sorry, this person isn't this. So, mm -hmm. and so that just like added to everything else, and just you know, put that thing of like you're. What, what's the point of, you know, yeah. living, whatever. And, like, you're not good enough. Yeah, exactly. Always in the back of your mind. Like, yeah. some, for some reason, I'm not good enough. Yep. And it's like, this just keeps happening. Like, mm -hmm. what? Like, it's, it was always the, under the same guys, like, because of religion. But, like, you start to think, like, oh, yeah. maybe it's just me. Like, yeah, totally. maybe I'm just a, a bad person. You personalize it because... Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. When you keep receiving that message over and over again. Yeah. It's so, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah. And like, like I said, I was upset for the, the other people too, like mm -hmm. the girls and like the kids I was friends with. Cause I was like, that's, like, I understood that. Like, I was like, that's not, that's not fair. Like, yeah. like I wasn't even really thinking about myself. I was just like, that's not fair. Like they someone's telling them they can't hang out with some, you know, that made sense to me for, for whatever reason. Like yeah. I always thought of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just cause I, I, I have that like 
sense of care for people's feelings. Yeah. And I, that's something I've just always had. You, yeah, you come by that naturally. Yeah. And so, but yeah, so, but like, you know, the resentment came to like, sort of like their parents or, but also like, I was like, what is this? This what church. is this entity what is this like religion that's yeah. that's like ruling people's lives yeah and like i had yeah. so many friends like when i when i got older uh, a lot of my friends were lds and mm-hmm. it, and it was you know fine at that point but like i just and i started seeing friends going on missions and they're like I am like, what are you doing? Like, I know they don't want to go. Yeah, but like, then they felt like they had to. Yeah, they, it was just like this cycle of like, either like, if you don't go, you're kind of like, dis- some people literally go to that disowning them. Mm-hmm. It was or very like, extreme back then. Yeah. Like, things have gotten better, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, kids that are growing up in it now don't understand where people like you and I are coming from. Yeah. Because it was extreme back then. Yeah. And I, I was like at the point where I was like, should I just like try to like see if I want to be in this religion or whatever? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. But I, like I never, I never was religious at all. Like my parents like believed in God and stuff and I was, but, and I, I, I did too, but I'd never thought about it. Yeah. And so, uh, but like it made me go like. And I think that's part of like your tactic of the church is like, maybe if we make people feel alienated then enough, they'll then they'll want to come be part of it. Yeah, because it's like, well, if we can't beat them, just join them. You know, yeah. like that type of mentality, and mm-hmm. um, which is funny because then I, you know, ended up converting because I met Dari, mm-hmm. and I would I would do it ten times out of ten. Yeah, because. I and I she knows too and it's no secret like I I I mean I gave it like a college try yeah <laughs> totally. like I just I wanted to be with her mm-hmm. and I knew that I was like at that time it was something important to her mm-hmm. and and she didn't you know pressure me to do that or anything but I just like felt like that was gonna be the way that would work yeah I was like I knew she you wanted was, to give it a try and yeah and I knew she was the one I wanted to be with yeah it didn't matter do this church thing and yeah see what happens mm-hmm. but and she luckily I've been like the luckiest I feel like the luckiest man ever because she's what a person should be like she's just so loving and caring and like she's yeah. helped me so she's much amazing. Like, and she's so patient and mm-hmm. positive yeah i tell her that all the time like everyone that meets you like is better off because you exude this like yeah. you care about them like they know that you care mm-hmm. it's not like you even like just like saying hello mm-hmm. to someone like they are like, oh, that, that was a really genuine. sweet. Yes. Just real. Like, and she just cares about people deeply. And yeah. And that's, that's helped me so much because so all I, I could tell you my diagnosis when I finally went to see a therapist yeah. was cause I had gone to a regular doctor and they're like, well, try these meds. And yeah, it was just like a wave of up yeah. and down. And so finally I went to an actual psychiatrist and we talked for an hour and a half and he's like, this might sound kind of strange, but, or weird to you, but I'm pretty sure you have ADHD and your depression and anxiety manifests through that because you're not treating that. These mm. other two things are just going in waves. Wow. I started taking medication for ADHD and then the depression anxiety meds as well and it was like just like clicked that is so yeah how old were you at this point um 12 or 13 years ago so you and dari were married yeah we yeah we've been married for i don't know so what were you like married in 2007 late 20s yeah yeah when you got that diagnosis yeah so it was like a lot of up and down you know Mm -hmm. like there was days where like I was just like I'd be like ah oh, I don't feel good today like I'm just gonna like I'll I'll try it tomorrow you mm-hmm. know like and it was like I'll just go lay in the basement and be away like yeah. And, yeah yeah like I get it though. yeah 
Yeah. Like, I just couldn't do it. Because, you know, you have to, like, think of it like the meds work. Mm-hmm. But it's the way I look at it, it's like 50% meds mm-hmm. and like 100% I have to try. Exactly. And that's the thing that some people can't get to at sometimes. But, like, you just, the meds are going to help you. But, like, if you don't try, you're still going to be... Yeah, they're not the cure-all. Yeah, for sure. Like, I 100% seeing, like, what they've done for me and all of my... And two of my kids and Dari even mm-hmm. now after... Um, when she got postpartum. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, want to say, like, it, pills are the save-all. Right. But I, I... But you see the value. Yeah, there's a hundred... There's such a big value in it, like... And if you can't, you know, sometimes you have to stick with it and try Mm -hmm. different meds. Which is hard. Yes, it's, yeah, it's fucking crappy. Like brutal. Luckily, like, I didn't have to go through a ton of changes. Like, like my friend who's bipolar, like, she went through, like, 20-something meds and, like, shock therapy. and, And now she's got the right thing, and it's... And it's great. But it took her a while to get there. Yes. And it was like a journey. It's like, so I know some people have it much harder than I had. Um, And I know there's a lot of people that like think, you know, holistically. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome too. I think there's space for both of those things to cohabit. I agree. So, but yeah, that's, it was kind of weird. I was, and it was just by happenstance, the, my therapist was like, I take the same meds as you. Like, so it made sense. Like when I was talking to him, he's like, this sounds like me. Like, so that, I just so he just out. kind yeah. of like knew, he was like, Oh, this sounds like Mike's. Exactly. Yeah. And he's like, and, and he didn't tell me that. Really lucky. Yeah. I, yeah. I lucked out big time because, you know, and it felt good to talk to someone that, you know, you go to a normal, you know, your physician and they're like, you either, they're like, it's a five minute talk or they're like looking at their clipboard and writing stuff down. Yeah. And so that's not going to help most mm-hmm. of the time because they're just going to like, well, try this. Yeah. But when you go, I highly recommend going to see a therapist and like a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, usually it seems like going to a therapist is like the best start to go because like talking to someone like especially someone that has no stake in the game other than that's their job that's what they want to do in life and their whole mission is to help you mm-hmm. and they're completely like, unbiased for the most part yeah you know? for sure yeah yeah they're of course there's always some. the shitty therapist but like yeah for the most part they're yeah. unbiased mm-hmm person that can really just listen and not judge and yeah. and they're just gonna yeah they're gonna listen and then tell you ways to cope or mm-hmm. and how to deal with things and it's like i tell people that like because you know it's like you said like it's a stigma mm-hmm. and people especially men like i tell guys that will talk to me about stuff mm-hmm. like at work or whatever and like Go to therapy. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. Stop telling me like you feel this way, and then I'm like, go to th- go to therapy or go talk to someone and see if you need to get on meds. Yeah. And I even like most jobs, like my job, have eight free sessions. Like you, there's a lot. Most a lot of jobs have that for you. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the number. I'll like literally give you this like, do you number. you want me to make your appointment yeah, like, for you? <laughs> these are free. Eight free sessions. Yeah. Go see if, if it's for you. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's not, that's fine. But like, mm-hmm. you can't just keep the cycle repeating of like feeling okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel so shitty. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, all these problems. I'm like, but they don't want to listen, and it's always yeah. guys. <laughs> it's like always a guy that's like, you no, know, and it sucks because mm. the patriarchy, as much disservice as it does to women, which is so much disservice, right? 100%. It also does it to men because mm-hmm. you are raised to push down your feelings and not talk about them and 
pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you know mm -hmm. even more so with men and so it's you know it's too bad that it's like that but I love that you are willing to talk to other dudes mm -hmm. about it yeah. and be like go to therapy mm-hmm yeah, and, and like, I'm not, um, I don't say it, <laughs> it's like I try not to be like uh, a broken record or like a dick about it. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm like, with some people, I'm like, you keep telling me these same things. Like, yeah. do you see this pattern? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to go, it's, it's one thing to talk to your friends or your family, mm -hmm. but it's a whole nother thing to go to a, a professional who has, you know, all of the, They've most of the, the tools. Yeah. They, they have yeah. most of the tools to be like, I think this is what's causing your problems. Mm -hmm. So let's try this. Or mm -hmm. here's a bunch of coping skills mm -hmm. and like, and like write these things down and try yeah. them. And it gives but, you some accountability to mm -hmm. like somebody to answer to. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like they, in my experience, like, it's from like a loving place, even though yes. you have no relationship with this person yeah. other than you pay them. <laughs> yeah, you're paying but them to help you. They, 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 they wanted to do that in life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they went into that field, it's, which is not an easy field to no. like deal with people. Like I can't even telling, imagine yeah, the like, burnout and the mm -hmm. emotional trauma that they must experience just mm -hmm. by hearing other people's really hard stories yeah so like yeah i just recommend that heavily yeah. and like for guys especially like i it's it's so important because like you know like you said the patriarchy is like such a broken system and so it's broken. in every aspect of life like religion it's it's at the top, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, you're supposed to be, the man is supposed to be the head of the household. And yeah, it's like, what? No, marriage is 50, 50. Yeah. Like you, there's no one, no one's better than the other. Doesn't matter who makes more money. Doesn't make, doesn't matter if you have a better job, if you're more popular or famous. It, all that matters is that you love each other yeah. and you support each other Your no matter what. Yeah. Like, and that's the, that's the success. Like, mm -hmm. like, and obviously it doesn't always work if you give it your all mm -hmm. and you put yourself out there and, and, you know, let yourself be vulnerable. That's a huge key to it is yeah. vulnerability and communication. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't, you have to be vulnerable and you have to communicate. Mm -hmm. Otherwise your relationship can only go so far. Exactly. And I, and I, I love what you and jesse have like yeah i think it's such such a beautiful thing like it didn't work out and mm -hmm. that's like at first you're like oh that's so that sucks but it's mm -hmm. like for you and him it just that's what you guys came to yeah but it, you were like we have a son together and we care about each other and it's yeah. that's like it seems like that's a rare thing and that's kind of like the ideal in my head anyway mm -hmm. is our situation of like obviously it's not ideal to like not work out and sure. all that stuff but if you can't work out it's mm -hmm. ideal to be able to be friendly mm -hmm. and be kind yeah. and marriage is just hard mm -hmm. no matter what for sure especially when you've got mental health in the mix mm -hmm. um what do you think are some things that have helped you and dari over the years because you know, you mentioned she had postpartum and she still deals with like some anxiety and mm -hmm. is it anxiety or depression that she does? Uh, anxiety. Anxiety yeah. mostly if she's not taking her meds and yeah. then you, you, you know, you still have your ups and downs and you have really hard days and mm -hmm. what do you think are some things that have helped you and Dari? You think like the mm -hmm. vulnerability aspect? Yeah. Yeah. And just that is, is huge. And then also ability to like listen like like listening to her and actually taking in what she's saying and you know vice versa but mm -hmm. like for me like the she's always been about like self-care mm -hmm. and like and i finally 
got to that point because I'm, you know, I'd be like, oh, I need to take care of, make sure that they're happy mm-hmm. and the kids are happy and my wife's happy. And, but like, after a while, you're like, I can't fully do those things unless I make sure that I'm yeah. happy and like feel like feel good and, and taking care of myself mm-hmm. too. Cause you just, you can't. You can't fully take care of someone else. Like you can't fill from an empty cup, as they say. Mm-hmm. The patriarchy in that way was putting the pressure on you. Well, my job as a man is mm-hmm. to make sure that la di da di da, and then finally realizing, well, part of that is taking care of myself mm-hmm. and yeah. learning like what I need and mm-hmm. how to recharge and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like it's not don't think of it as like a selfish thing mm-hmm. to like need to like do something on your own every once in a while or like for Dari, like she goes and hangs out with you mm-hmm. and the book club girls and she has yeah. another group of friends that she hangs out with every once in a while and i'm like that's great like go do yeah. that because it's important and it's just something that is healthy mm-hmm. um and, and I, I think, sorry to No, no, you're fine. Yeah. I think something that comes up while we're talking about this is that I feel like a lot of times you see it where men are taking it to the extreme where they're only doing stuff for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, my my wife will go ahead and like take yeah. care of the we'll kids. just do our own thing. I've got <laughs> the money and I'm going yeah. to go off and be with my friends, you know? Yeah. And... And that, too, is not going to bring them happiness. I think it's all about finding balance. Yeah. I want to be around Ari as much as possible. Well, you're not one of those dudes. Yeah. You're not one of the dudes that goes to the extreme and has always, you know, oh, I just go out and whatever. Yeah. Um, So I think it's really important that you have discovered over the years that, oh, I need to do some things for myself, too. Mm -hmm. When I went to therapy and got on meds and stuff. That was obviously a big breakthrough for me. Mm -hmm. And then, but another really big breakthrough I had was, um, last year on our anniversary. Like I, I have it in my calendar, like, and I, and it popped up like a day before, like 15th year anniversary. And I was just like hit with this, like amazing feeling of like so many people don't, you know, it doesn't work out or whatever. And I was just like, I had this sense of like accomplishment and like, I was like so full of like love and just joy of that. Like that it was almost like my, like my therapist was like, it was almost like your brain has like a, like a big bang explosion. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, have like relieved yourself of all these, um, like depression and and issues like that. Like, and like, I was just in, I've, been in like the best place I've ever been like since then like that's awesome the the difference between like when I was on wasn't wasn't on meds that I needed to be to to now is like I if I feel down or whatever like waking up and trying to like fight to go like oh should I stay home or whatever is like I can get past those now Mm -hmm. and and it's not and it's, and it can be like a 20, 30 minute thing. Yeah. Whereas before I'd be like, I'm just going to go lay down in the basement or lay in bed and just, I'll try again tomorrow. It would just take you out for the whole day. Yeah. And I was like, this is not fair, not only to me, but also to Dari and the mm-hmm. kids because it's like, they're just having to put up with someone who is just grumpy or whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't want to, and they want to go. And then the other thing is, like, I, w- I would be excited to go do stuff, but then, like, when it got to that time, I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And it could be, like, the funnest thing ever. Yeah. It'd be like, the Eagles are opening for, you know, Radiohead, and I'd be like, I don't know. The <laughs> like, anxiety, you know, right? Yeah, like, or it will just get you, and you're just like, yeah. oh, I don't want to go out and put myself out there and exactly. be around people, yeah. and I totally get that, because yeah. that... Over the years, I've learned to kind of push through that, but there were many times when I wouldn't do things because of anxiety, you know? Yeah, and that's natural, too. Yeah. You know, like, people sometimes don't want to do stuff. We've really made it a point to, like, go on a date 
try to go on a date every week at least you know i love that and then and then like we go to concerts so like the thing that's changed is like i don't try to get out of things anymore mm -hmm. like i just don't I just, I just like i look forward to it now mm -hmm. so it's like this something opened up uh, like a new pathway for me to like get through that stuff mm -hmm. and i'm not like uh i'm gonna be around people or yeah. we have to drive to salt lake or whatever or it's a work night like it's it's i have to enjoy the experience every day yeah because like time flies it really does and so i've been like let's enjoy right now like, yeah i know it's kind of cliche but like no but it's you really true. have to enjoy like the moments the now like because it's flies by mm -hmm. and you're it like goes oh, fast like, and you're like wait we're yeah. already in the next year yeah like yeah and you know like me and Dari love you so much like, you guys are so supportive <laughs> and the best it's just it's like one of those things it's like you want to you are going to feel the way you feel and like you want to be like just you want to be there like to change and help them but mm -hmm. like it's just, you know, you just have to be there for someone. Yeah. That's all you can That's do. That's all you can do. Like, I can't make you have, I can't be like, let's yeah. go out and like, be like, let's have fun. Let yeah. Like, it doesn't work that way. And you can't like, and I get what you're saying too, because like, I also know people who are really depressed and you want to like shake them and mm -hmm. be like, you don't understand what yeah. we all see. Like, you're amazing. Yeah. But that, I think, is something important for people to know that have people in their lives that have depression and suicidal ideation and you can't fix them, mm -hmm. but you can support them. Yeah. And there's only so much you can do. There mm -hmm. really is only so much you can do. Yeah, that's so true. So just do what you can. Yeah, you just be present for and then person. Yeah, and then just know that, you know, you've done what you could mm -hmm. and that's all you can do. I can't make you feel better, mm -hmm. but I can be present and like mm -hmm. send you a text or yeah. comment and just let you know that. Show you your love feel... and support. Exactly. Yeah. Like those things are the things that you can do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's your journey to like get to where you, wherever you get to. Yeah. And like, obviously the hope is to have breakthroughs and yeah and and i like too with your story that you know you're showing that doing the hard work pays off mm -hmm. and it's not like oh everything's always sunshine and roses and yeah. whatever like you're still having hard days mm -hmm. but um you've come a really long way mm -hmm. and i think it just shows that like if people are feeling discouraged just keep trying. If you have a yeah. bad day, have a bad day and then keep trying. Exactly. Yeah. And like, and just find your people. Mm -hmm. Like, and if there's negative people, like you just have to cut that out Yeah. and be like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I can't, you, you have to be selfish sometimes yeah. in that way. Like, sorry. Uh, even if it's like a, a family member, like yeah. you don't have to like not talk to them but like you can just be like i don't need to be around you right now yeah boundaries right mm -hmm. that's yes. like a huge thing it's so huge. well and you were talking about in high school kind of people pleasing and wanting to make sure that everybody's happy and i think it's really cool that you're starting to realize that you need to make yourself happy and mm -hmm. and happy is an interesting word because it's sure. like happy doesn't necessarily mean that you feel at a 10 all the time yeah you know i think yeah. that it's more of like you feel fulfilled mm -hmm. you know yeah and you can't be fulfilled if you're not giving yourself the care that you need yeah and i where like you're doing this podcast now i i'm assuming it's fulfilling for you yeah um and i and i see or i can tell that like it's bringing you like joy and you know happiness mm -hmm. but also healing to yeah. to talk to people about your story and also listen to other people yeah. like that's so important and yeah. it doesn't matter if a like a hundred thousand people listen to it or or like a hundred yeah it's like you're like reaching some people right but like it's it doesn't you know like i look at it like if one person hears it yeah then it's and they're like it helps them then that, then it's a success like, that's exactly how i'm looking at it too because 
I don't know how to make a podcast successful, but the reason I'm doing it isn't necessarily for that. Sure. The reason I'm doing it is because I think it's really healing mm-hmm. to hear other people's stories, to know you're not alone in the fight because mm-hmm. it is a very isolating fight, mental mm-hmm. health. For me, it's giving me purpose in a time in my life that's like really hard. Yeah. This is giving me purpose. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you being willing to share because I do think that it there's so much to hearing other people's stories and hearing what's worked for them just because it's always like different things work for different people. It can be really helpful to take something from somebody's story and go, I'm going to try that. Mm -hmm. It's one more thing to try. Sure. There's always, there's always something that like, there's always going to be something that you're like, Oh, I've never thought about that. It's just like so much like our brains are so complex that no one will ever fully understand it because it's yeah, just like it's just all a guessing game kind yeah. of you know like let's see what sticks yeah they're like well we've we figured out like this part like works this works for this but it's yeah. still like your brain does weird shit and it's like everybody has individual even like you can have anxiety and another person can have anxiety and your types of anxiety manifest completely differently exactly and but just knowing that other people are out there fighting and trying and whether you have mental illness or not, life is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, mental illness adds on a whole other level of challenge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's important. And, and after um, my podcast episode with Natalie and you had said like, I think I'm one of those highly sensitive people, Yeah, you know, yeah. and the world needs people like us who... Sure do feel the feelings really deeply and think about things in a different way. And Mm -hmm. so I am just really glad that you're still here. I mean, that's an understatement. No, yeah, no. Obviously I'm, I'm just like, I'm really grateful to have you in my life and to learn from you and that you are willing to share your story for other people to learn from too. One of my friends, died by suicide um this probably like it was probably jesus probably 18 19 years ago and it was like i remember i like when at his at his funeral like they let people come up and just tell stories and i just remember going up and being like tell people that you love them Mm -hmm. you have to tell people how you feel and telling someone that you love them is should be normal Mm -hmm. because it's like you see these people all the time that you're friends with and you enjoy them and stuff and like love is like such a beautiful thing and and it has so many different meanings like you know like but the the central meaning is like that you just you love that person and you accept them yeah yeah you just and then you know it can make people feel so happy like eve i've noticed even saying like hello or like have a good night or it makes them feel seen just by you being like well how are you today yeah or holding a door for someone yeah and they're just like oh this isn't this is doesn't happen very often Mm. it's those little things like can change someone's day or literally you know they could put them on a course of feeling better and like with um rich and his sister Mm -hmm. and your story you know them just being kind people yes and and including you and having fun with you Mm -hmm. i mean that saved your life yeah and that was just normal and that was just normal to them so i think that's a really important takeaway too is just be kind and support people okay before we end I always like to ask for, first of all, like a coping skill. Is there something that you find helpful in hard days or moments? Just talking to Mm -hmm. my wife is really helpful, but also um, just sometimes just finding a space where you can just like maybe put headphones on and listen Mm -hmm. to songs and like have the however long 15 20 minutes whatever it Mm -hmm. is like that's usually what i'll do like if i wake up and i'm like tired or something and i'm like trying to 
force myself to get up and mm-hmm. enjoy the weekend or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just listen to music for 20 minutes or whatever and then just get going. And, yeah. and that that's something that helps me a lot. Like, music is just that universal thing totally. that helps most people, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it helps a lot of people. I mean, I know it helps me. Yeah. And speaking of music, is there a song that you feel like would be beneficial to add to the psych patient playlist? Yeah. I I mean, I put down a, like, a bunch of stuff, but the, the one that really comes to mind is... Um, my friend Scott Shepard and mm-hmm. Josh Dunn, their band Black Shape. Um, it's just an instrumental album. It's like kind of like a math rock, math core. But like at the end, they did this um, one track that's just beautiful. And it's just the title of it is um, I-T-I-I-I-T-I-A-T-I-I-H-Y-I. And it's, it's just literally the first letter of the lyrics and all the lyrics just come towards the end. And and it's just, if this is it, if this is all there is, I hope you live. If there's no end and we are infinite still, I hope you live. And so it's just like, so beautiful. Like Scott always has these beautiful lyrics that he comes up with that just really hit you in the heart. Like, you're just like, wow. Cause it was like at that time where things were, and, and I, I remember I had COVID and it was like October of 2020. So like before even like vaccines or anything. And like, I was just laying out on the trampoline trying to get vitamin D because yeah. I felt so bad. And like their album hadn't even come out yet. And he sent it to me and I just listened to it and it was just like. It was such a, like a joy That's amazing. to so hear that. Black Shape yeah. is what they're called. And yeah. can I find that like on Spotify? Yep. Yeah. On Apple Music. Awesome. Um, okay. I'll add that. Yeah. And then do you have any, and it's okay if you don't, but if you have like maybe a book or a quote or anything like that, that has helped you out or that you feel like is worth sharing? Um, I love, you know, I, I didn't really, I don't have a lot of books that are like, self-help style but like yeah. I, I really i really like people like their biography mm-hmm. or autobiography like the one that really resonated i i just finished dave Grohl's um, autobiography and that was great oh, cool. um and he reads it That's but the cool. the best one i i found is flea from the red hot chili peppers you know comes full circle like Something I really care oh, about and yeah, changed my that life. Changed your life. But yeah. like he he has this one called Acid for the Children, and it's just you know his life. But he reads it, and I think it's special because he leaves in the parts where he gets emotional. Like mm-hmm. he leaves that in there. He's not and, trying to hide that. Yeah, it's not like oh cut, we'll do another take. Mm-hmm. He, 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 you hear him, you know, choke up several times, and I think that. It just has like this sweetness to it. Like that, like, and him in general just is one of my favorite people. Like he just exudes this like happiness and that's cool. So yeah, that's a, that's a, that's one I really love too. Awesome. And then do you have any quotes or anything that you'd like to share? No, I just want you to know that I love you. I love you too. <laughs> this has been yeah. so great. Yeah. This has been it's really been great. great. Thank you so much for having me. Paul Rudd and Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we accept the love that we think we deserve. And oh, it's like such yeah. a a true thing for people like us that have yeah. mental health issues. And totally. it's like we do deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. And it's like we tell ourselves that we don't but we really do and yeah. that's super important we're all worthy of happiness mm-hmm. and okay i have a quote that i think goes well with kind of what we've been talking about mm-hmm. especially talking about the high school part of your life and just i think in general this is a matt Haig quote again from the comfort book the mm-hmm. one that i love so much Um, It says, don't worry about being cool. Never worry what the cool people think. Life is warmth. 
You'll be cool when you're dead. Head for the warm people. Head for life. Yeah, I love that. It's a good one. Huh? It's true. Yep. Yeah, it's so tiring trying to be the cool the person. Or just if it's, it's, awesome. it's like if you could go back and like tell yourself, hey, don't worry about this shit. Yeah. And like it's like with my kids, like or you know with with Rocco too. It's like you want to be like. You'll get it when you get older, mm -hmm. but they don't. But they get, don't. And then when yeah. they get older, they'll get it. Mm -hmm. It's like if you could only, like, see, rewind with them and be like, "Look, I was the same yeah. way." Yep. Yeah. But it's just it's a cycle that they they all have to learn it all themselves. Yeah, yeah, and that and I'm like, I guess that's an important thing too. Mm -hmm. Is like having your own experience. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to like. <laughs> Just listen to me, like yeah. I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Totally. So, but yeah. Well, I guess here is where we say, in the name of psych patients everywhere. Amen. Amen. <laughs> a fucking man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs>